Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. All right, Woody, thank you. Uh, from Super Bowl right into mock drafts, the combine, pro days, and trying to figure out what your team's going to do. The Miami Dolphins sitting there with a first and a second round pick, and I've been screaming and jumping up and down. Keep the picks. Don't throw it in a trade with a veteran player. Keep them, and let's get this thing figured out. Tony Pauline, NFL Draft Analyst at SportsKeeda.com, joins us. Tony, long time. How you been, buddy? I'm okay. Good to be back with you, Joe. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate you coming on. So uh, I, I got to ask you, I know you've, you've already had a chance to go to the Senior Bowl and, and everything else. So what are you seeing as the deepest position in this upcoming draft, especially in the first two rounds, Tony? Offensive tackle, no doubt about it. I mean, you, you're probably going to have five, maybe six offensive tackles uh, go in the first round of the draft uh, in round one. Uh, by the time the second day, day two of the draft is over, you're going to have 13, maybe 14 offensive tackles. So that's where the wow. depth of the draft is. Holy smokes. All right. And uh, deepest position, would you say it's tackle, or are you seeing some other positions that, that you like a lot? The deepest position? Yeah. Yeah, it's the offensive tackle. There's okay. no doubt about so, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just... some good cornerbacks. There's some uh, – the receiver class is, is, is solid – but I think offensive tackle is far and away. The, and it's primarily an offensive draft. I mean, the past couple of years, especially at the top, it's been uh, defensive players. When you look at the top of the draft, I know that doesn't affect the Dolphins. Uh, of the top ten picks, maybe there's one defensive player. It's going to be uh, a lot of offensive players, the quarterbacks, yeah. the tackles, the receivers. Hey, Tony, I want to ask you about that. Everybody, It looks like Caleb Williams is kind of the, the number one overall pick, but that number two pick, I hear Drake May, I hear Jaden Daniels. What are your thoughts on, is it clear-cut who the second best one is, or is it just going to be what teams like the best? Well, I mean, nothing's clear-cut at this point in time because we haven't had the combine. There haven't been combine medicals and interviews and things like that. I mean, right now I have Jaden Daniels going number two to Washington for a couple of reasons. Number one, with Cliff Kingsbury there, I think Daniels is a better fit for the offensive system he's going to run. I also have uh, Jaden Daniels rated higher on my board than Drake May. I mean, he's a little bit smaller than Drake May, and you can make the argument that Drake May could be a better quarterback two or three years down the road. But when you watch Jaden Daniels, I mean, this is a guy who gets it between the ears. This is a guy whose game has been on the upswing literally for the past two seasons. When he played at LSU, he makes all the passes. He's a great leader. He doesn't make mistakes. He's uh, as lethal picking up yardage with his legs as he is with his arm, uh, although he's got a smaller frame, but he's not reckless when he carries the ball. He doesn't, you know, do stupid things. And, you know, I think 
some of us watched him extensively at Arizona State, and he's really fulfilling the potential yeah. that we thought he had early in his college career. How do you feel about the other three guys we hear a lot about, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, and Michael Penix? I would take them second, third round at best. I mean, J.J. McCarthy, I, he could go first round, uh, but the fact is this is he's a great college quarterback who's got a lot of moxie, he's got a lot of confidence. I am concerned about his next-level projection. Had a great offensive line there, had a great running game there at Michigan. They really didn't need him to carry the team. Bo Nix, I think, proved at the Senior Bowl he's nothing more than a game manager. He was great on the college level at doing that, but again, you're projecting it to the next level. Michael Penix, he's here and there, great downfield passer at times, very streaky, the age, the injury, questions about uh, work ethic off the field, you know, a lot of different things. I think all of those guys are second, maybe third. Well, I think they're second picks, second round picks. I think McCarthy could go in the first round. All right, so uh, I do want to ask you, bringing it back home here to South Florida, the Dolphins, um, what, what are your thoughts on their first pick, knowing center, the guard situation they're under right now? I, I'd love to see them take an offensive lineman. What do you think? Well, I mean, they could take Jackson Powers Johnson. He's the 27th-rated player on my board, the offensive interior offensive lineman from Oregon who played right guard in 2022, did a great job at center this year, went to the Senior Bowl, played at the Senior Bowl with an injury, and was absolutely dominant the first day of practice. He had to pull out the last day because of the injury. But I think Jackson Powers Johnson answered a lot of questions. I don't think 20 would be a reach for him at that spot. Again, he could play center. He could play guard. He's starting to hit his stride. He's getting better and better. He's got an NFL body. He's got an NFL brain, more importantly. And he's good at the line of scrimmage. He's also very good on the second level. So I think that at the Senior Bowl, Jackson Powers Johnson established or cemented himself as a first-round pick. And I think that's somebody that the Dolphins really have to look to. That's probably... You know, at that spot, the only guy that I would consider, Troy Fatanu, the left tackle at Washington who projects to guard in the NFL. I think that's a little bit early for, for him. Jordan Morgan as well, the left tackle from Arizona, who I think is going to be a guard where the Dolphins are selecting. Uh, I think that's a little bit early. I think it's if you're looking at the board, Jackson yeah. Powers Johnson makes the most sense. I was going to ask, do you, you like him a lot more at center than guard, though, it sounds like, although he can play both. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I think the way he took off at center this year, the way he ran that unit, you know, the way he worked with the guards, the ability to block on the second level was very, very attractive. Uh, all right, so if you don't mind, take me in the second round with the Dolphins now picking in the 50s there uh, as of right now uh, for, for another potential guy. You see anybody else you might like in, in that second round that might be a nice fit for this Dolphin team, even though we got a zillion free agents and we're not sure what they're doing yet? Yeah, I mean, if a, if, a, if a big defensive tackle like a McKinley Jackson happens to fall in their laps, I think that's some, something they got to look at. You know, if they're looking for another receiver, maybe a Troy Franklin of, of Oregon, if he's there, although he could go first round, Xavier Worthy of Texas, another field stretcher. Um, <laughs> one interesting pick, I think, would be Johnny Wilson of Florida State, the big receiver, because I project him to tight end. 6'6", 236 pounds, wow. long arms, terrific pass catcher. He's got tight end size. He's got tight end speed and quickness. 
but he catches the ball like a receiver. I project him, and they tried to do that last year with the kid they took in the fifth round from Stanford, Elijah Higgins, a bigger body receiver who projected to tight end. Johnny Wilson is a much better pass catcher, a much better pass catcher. They want, you know, they're going to need a tight end. They need more playmaking at that tight end. What better way to do it than take a big-bodied receiver, a guy who's just going to, you know, he's 236 pounds at six foot six. He's probably going to, go, yeah. you know, he's, he's going to get bigger before he gets yeah. smaller and, and move him to the tight end position, and you've got a playmaker at that spot. You know, Tony, I had this discussion last time, my good friend Kim Bocamper. He's big on this tight end. We've got to get another tight end. I just don't know how important the tight end is overall in Mike's setup right now offensively. I just don't I, – I almost like a third wide receiver more, although you're talking about this tight end being so good, he can be like your third receiver. Well, I mean, he had a lot of success with a tight end in San Francisco. And, I, I mean, I you, you, you look at the thing. two yeah. – the, the, the past two dynasties, you look at the Patriots and you look at the Chiefs, yes, they had great quarterbacks, but they also had big, dynamic, playmaking tight ends. So, uh, you know, you could be right, but he did, ha- he did have a lot of success with a tight end in San Francisco. Hey, can I ask you about a couple UM guys here? Gosh darn, I don't get to talk to you a whole lot here, and you know what time it is. It's mock draft time, and start looking. Matt Lee, the center, really liked mm-hmm. this kid out of UM. What are your thoughts on Matt Lee? You know, I, I liked him back to his days at Central Florida. I mean, that's where I really got turned on to him and started watching him. I, I think Matt Lee is a consummate football player. He's not really big. He's not really athletic, but he's tough. He's smart. He understands the position. He gets the most out of his ability. He had three great days at Shrine Bowl practice. You mentioned I was at the Senior Bowl. I was at the Shrine Bowl practice as well, and he really dominated there. I think if he's drafted, it's probably going to be in the later rounds. He's one of those guys that could, st- uh, you know, could start as a backup but he's also, you know, we've seen interior offensive linemen go sixth, seventh round that end up starting. I think he's more of a system type of guy. I like Matt Lee, the player. I don't know about Matt Lee, the, uh, you know, the athlete or, or the body type. But, but I think he'll find a way to make it. Yeah, I, man, I wish Miami Dolphins would take a shot at him uh, in one of those later picks. All right, Leonard Taylor, defensive tackle. God, people are talking about him as a first-round pick. I didn't see him as a first-round pick. Uh, the production, what, what do you think of Leonard Taylor with all that talent? Yeah, he's not going the first round. He's more of a day-two pick. He's a, you know, I think they kind of had him out of position at times at nose tackle this year at Miami with that 3-4 system. He's quick. He's explosive. He goes very hard. He's athletic, too. Uh, more of a three-technique, one-gap uh, type of defensive tackle. You know, it's interesting. I, I was with an NFL team. I'm not going to say who during Shrine Ball, and they interviewed Leonard Taylor. And he came across as a nice guy, probably too nice, because he's talking about how he wants to spread peace and love to everybody. And <laughs> you don't want to hear that from a defensive lineman. You want to hear how he wants to rip off the opponent's head. Yeah. You know, granted, this is 2024, but uh, you know, he doesn't play like that. I like the way he plays with leverage. But again, I think he is a one-gap tackle uh, in a four-man front. All right, from Northwestern High School, Cam Kinchins. What do you think of Cam at safety? I like him a lot. I mean, not the biggest guy in the world, but I like his ball skills. I think he could be a rangy free safety. Seems to get in trouble when he comes up the field, gets caught out of position. Uh, I don't think he's a liability over the slot receiver. I think he's a third-round choice. 
I think this is not – if you're looking at uh, positions of weakness in the draft this year, you're looking at running back and safety. I think the safeties are going to get pushed down. But I think that third, maybe fourth-round area is real good for Kitchens, who I think you know is a scheme-versatile guy. You can play him in a two-deep. You can play him as a traditional uh, free, uh, free safety in center field. All right, and uh, the, the real interesting guy, and this has been going on since high school for him, is a five-star safety, James Williams. I know he went to linebacker at the Senior Bowl. Do you see him as a linebacker or just a big physical safety? Yeah, he, he's the Johnny Wilson of the line, of the uh, defensive backfield, if you will. You know, a guy who played safety. I think he's going to be a linebacker. Showed up at the Senior Bowl, six foot four, two hundred thirty pounds. He's probably going to get bigger. Was not as good at linebacker at the senior bowl as I thought. I mean, seemed to struggle in coverage. Uh, in college, he was better making plays up the field, although he showed some ability getting out to the sidelines. You, you know, if you look, more and more teams in the NFL these days are taking these oversized college safeties, and they're using them as one-gap linebackers. I do think that Williams is going to be an outside linebacker uh, in the NFL. I thought maybe third round for the longest time coming out of the senior bowl, uh, I, I moved them down to the fourth frame. Hey, I wanted to ask you real quickly, uh, corners. Um, I don't know what the Dolphins, again, they, they're all over with, with young guys they are waiting to get better and older guys and whether they're going to keep them for what they're making or not. How's that cornerback position overall, cover corners? Uh, I, I mean, it's solid. I, I don't think it's great. You got a, a guys bunched at the top, Kool-Aid McKistry of Alabama, uh, Terry and Arnold of Alabama. I like Quinion Mitchell. Of Toledo, that's a guy in the 20s, if they want to go cornerback that early, the yeah. guy to, think, uh, to consider. I mean, you've got some solid players uh, in day two of the draft. It's not a knockout class of cornerbacks, but they're always overdrafted. And, you know, there's different types of guys. You've got nickelbacks in there. You've got guys who can play over the slot receiver. You've got true outside corners. Uh, it, it's solid. It's not great. Hey, um, the other one, if I can take you back a year, uh, Cam Smith came in as a second-round pick out of South Carolina, the corner, did not play for Vic Fangio at all. Some kind of doghouse where very seldom even active for games. What are your thoughts in, uh, for Cam Smith, and would you like him as a talent coming out? Well, that, that's not surprising, actually, because Cam Smith had a lot of I, you know, and I wrote about it and said, you know, he had a lot of off-the-field attitude, character-type issues that really concerned people. He was a size-speed guy who flashed ability but never put it together. Yeah, I, I think with him is, you know, he's got to make football a priority. He's got to do the little things off the field to make himself a better football player on the field. And if he focuses and really hits the potential that everybody thinks he has, he can be a real good cornerback in the NFL. Otherwise, he's going to be a guy that's on the inactive list and bounces from uh, roster to roster. Tony, you just sounded like Vic Fangio. <laughs> After one year on his way out, oh, my gosh. Tony, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you coming on. All the good stuff today. Thanks. Thanks for having me.